one, check two. Is this thing even on? Hey, it's uh, moviejeff.com here, and I'm doing the show. I'm doing another episode of the show that I do, uh, my movie review show. It's been a it's been a while. Uh, it's been a been a minute. Um, I'm looking up the, the last episode. Uh, when did this post? When did this one post? I did the episode back in, well, not quite a month ago, uh, June 8th, and it is the 5th day of July here in 2021. So a bit of a month gap between eps, and that's really because I have been uh, honing and uh, finalizing the archives here at, at uh, moviejeff.com. Uh, my, the website. The website is a is a project that I took on, and more work than I thought it would be in some ways, uh, for sure. And uh, it's it's put it's it's put a wrinkle in terms of me being able to record new new shows because I don't want to start recording new stuff uh, and then have this backlog of of older episodes to add to the site, uh, and it's. It's coming along though. I've turned a corner and, and my process is a little bit more streamlined. And the new podcast feed is up and running and I'm and I'm backlogging every all uh, 358 episodes uh, will be on that feed. So I wanted I wanted to have them all on that feed. For what reason neither here nor there, they're all on the website on via Bandcamp. But uh, I guess I just like making more work for myself. I don't I don't know. I don't know. So I, but I did want to check in because I have watched some movies. I haven't watched a lot of movies lately. I've been watching more TV on purpose because I didn't want to watch a bunch of movies and then have a, a huge backlog of reviews that I, would, I somehow feel compelled to, to keep doing this stupid thing uh, for this show. So that was, uh, I did watch, if, you, if you're curious, if you're curious out there, I watched, uh, I rewatched Twin Peaks season three. For the third time, all the way through, and that was a fun. That, that was good, and I uh, I watched Raised by Wolves. The um, I guess Ridley Scott directed the first couple episodes of that, and I liked that. Uh, certainly bit off more. <laughs> I feel like it bit off more than it could chew. We'll see how they if they can even make any sense of that of that thing in. In the uh, episode, in the seasons to come, for that wacky, high, hard sci-fi, hard sci-fi. But again, this is moviejeff.com. It's not tvjeff.com. So let's leave that neither here nor there. Uh, I will get right to the reviews. And this is a three-pack, and uh, these th three films could not be uh, any more uh, different from one another. And sometimes it's fun to do it that way and so mix it up and do a different kind of episode. So I'll talk a little bit about each one. Uh, uh, right now, uh, here's, the, uh, here's the, the, the first one. Here's the trailer for the first one. Quanta fretta, ma dove corri? Dove vai? Che ci ascolti per un momento, capirai. Lui è il gatto, ed io lo Stiamo in società. Wow, Luca, that was hard to watch. You uh, coming? Di noi, di voi. We do not go anywhere near the surface. Got it? Everything good is above the surface. Walking, air, <gasps> the sky, clouds, the sun. 
Whoa, don't look at it. Just kidding. Definitely look at it. Have you ever gone to the human town? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of an expert. Today. Hmm? Hey, leave them alone. Hop on. Go start the club for losers. Oh, Luca, Luca, Luca. This is a kids' movie, of course. Pixar, direct to Disney Plus. And my six and a half year old daughter and I had a little movie night, and we watched this. And um, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to shit on it. It's, it. I'm, I'm giving it an eight. Uh, all these Pixar movies are, for for the most part, are going to get an eight for me. Sometimes they're going to get get a nine, which is the highest any kids movie could ever get, on my scale. And you know, they're, they're elevated in some way. Like I, I liked Onward a whole hell of a lot. I think Moana is really good. Um, but this one, this one was a, a little lacking. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. It says it, it says he tried to pay homage to Fellini and other classic Italian filmmakers. The dash of Miyazaki in the mix too. Folks, this is a cartoon. This is a damn cartoon. And, uh, you know, what do we want from our damn cartoons is we want them to, to look good. Check this one. Uh, it's Pixar. It looks great on your four on your four K TVs. Uh, Disney Plus. They very. I I'm always impressed by the Disney Plus uh, streaming quality. Got to got to give credit. Got to give damn credit where credit is due. Can I just say, I am so exhausted. Dude, can you hear it in my voice? I feel like I have a. There's a. There's there's like a. a, a even even speaking <laughs> into this microphone is just exhausting right now. I, I might maybe I've never been so tired in my my entire life. I might be dying. I might be dying. I had well, I had a vacation week, so this is coming to the end of Jesus ten straight days with the kids home, and we we took a short trip to uh, Hershey Park in the middle of it. But uh, my my word, my lord, um, I feel like I've I've eaten and drank. Uh, it was, of course, the 4th of July being yesterday, we had a grand old time. But I just feel wiped out. And you do it to yourself, too, which is another reason why it's like, why do, what, that's, what's that all about? What's that all about? Those monks, they have it probably the best. They have it figured out, I think. Those monks just living up on the hill and just um, drinking tea and meditating. Um, so, yeah, Luca, is by, it was directed by an Italian guy naturally for some reason this movie is set in italy and they they mix in italian words but it's like not it's like every 10th word is like spoken is like either some sort of pigeon italian or just just an, just an italian word thrown in there seemed odd to me um only one character really speaks with an Italian, and it's the villain, too. So the villain in this movie speaks with like a heavy Italian accent. And he sounds like a fool. And um, I think it was 
I mean, the guy who made this was Italian, so I can't say he's. This was an anti-Italian film, but uh, yeah, set in the Italian Riviera in the 1950s and to 60s. You wouldn't. I guess they dressed. I guess they dressed like that. I mean, I guess I guess the setting there wasn't. Just a weird choice. I mean, you could have made this movie anywhere. The setting. It's one of those things where the setting feels like it. Trying to be important, but there's no really, there's no, re- there's no real reason here. I don't think this story is actually, um, specific to to an Italian story. You know, story. It could it could have been anywhere. It could have been him off the Jersey Shore for crying out loud. Um, so I don't love I don't love that when they, when people try and make when the when a setting of a for for a thing is so clearly being promoted as a big part of the thing but then it's like oh, it doesn't it really could this could have happened anywhere to be honest with you so uh no disrespect mr enrico casarosa uh maya rudolph who's who's in she does a voice in every one of these she, uh movies now i feel i feel like she's in this um jim gaffigan plays her husband they're they're, they're the sea monsters there was a, a, a i didn't talk the movie's about sea monsters look you're not gonna watch this unless you have kids so right off the bat here we're doing it we're doing a, a kid zone movie classic here and i just want to tell you uh you know it, i why do i, I do these because i i watch them so but I've long been a proponent of th- these freaks who were all, or who were like fawning over Toy Story three, <laughs> all of these things, and putting like these movies in the top ten lists and stuff. Those absolute freaks, absolute freaks. Even a movie like this, which is good. I mean, I'd watch any old, I'd watch any shitty action movie over this. To be honest, if I if I had my druthers, which I don't, it's kind of the whole point of this. Um, so yeah, I gave it an eight. The kids, I think the the little kid was the guy, the kid in, in who played the kid in the movie Room. With uh, what's her name? Brie Larson. Did you see that movie Room? Trapped in a room. Uh, he plays the main. He plays Luca. And that's Luca for you. I gave it an eight. It's fine. Pixar always, you know. It's always fine. They they they're not a slog to watch. You can you can sit and enjoy them with your kid, and uh, has some heart. You know, has makes you feel things. Luca, twenty twenty one, Disney Plus. This depiction is dangerous. Come on, ain't it? I'm cutting it. Butchery, sadism, murder. A wave of depraved and corrupt. Horror video. Confusing fiction with reality. Doug Smart, producer, high-dent investment films. Maybe Enid could watch my latest Frederick North submission. Wanted a woman's eye on this film. There's this actress. Feeling that's Nina. Oh, my sister. You know, if someone did take her, then there's still out there. You've never been clear on exactly what you remember. You'd be surprised what the human brain can edit out when it can't handle the truth. 
Someone's losing the plot. I was wondering if you had anything else on this actress. What's going to happen to her? That's top secret. People think that I create horror. Horror is already out there. In all of us. All right, you just heard a little bit of this trailer for a movie called Censor. This is a British film, uh, a horror film. Uh, very, uh, you also get right off the bat. Uh, I watched this because um, Red Letter Media, who I've often uh, mentioned on this show, did a standalone review show. Uh, on their YouTube channel of this movie, and uh, it, I had I had already heard of it, uh, and the premise was intriguing, and the fact that they both gave it a strong recommendation, I was like, well, you know what, I'm uh, I, I I'm out of TV shows here for the time being. Let me let me pop on an old film, an old eighty minute popcorn classic, and. Uh, I watched Censor. And a very unique screenplay uh, concept for, for, for a film. Uh, talk about setting if you, in the uh, first half of the first third of this episode. Uh, being sometimes being forced upon you as, as, a, as a big thing to consider. Uh, in this case, the setting of this film is uh, very specific and appropriate and it really plays into the heart and the themes of the film and that is the video nasty era of jolly old london and what uh what that was all about is um they had basically horror films in the, I think it's the 80s late 70s or 80s and uh there was a the equivalent to to that over here would be, be like the satanic panic or the moral panic that that we that this country experienced in the eighties as well, where you know you had Tipper Gore and all, and all these people you know screaming about uh, lyrics and, and songs, and there was all these Senate hearings. And over and over in England, they had this thing called the Video Nasty Era, which they straight up banned a lot of films uh, for fear that these these horror films. These very realistic, bloody horror films would would create so would lead to some sort of societal collapse. All very stupid. Uh, it's funny to think of this these things happening within a culture and, and not that long ago, really, right? Like it's only forty years about. Uh, so that's the surrounding uh, backdrop for this film, which is itself a horror film, and. What I can say about the, I'm still, I'm still mulling over if I thought, if I thought this movie worked or didn't work, which in a, in a sense is a good thing because it it's not it doesn't it doesn't leave you with some any definitive answers, uh, and it doesn't tie a lot of neat bow on anything really. Uh, it does have some heavy. I know this is said a million times, but it has some Lynchian vibes to it in that it definitely felt like the tone 
was as important as is important to anything to any any themes or uh, anything in uh, terms of like a higher resonance uh, as 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 anything that's happening actually happening in the plot. And then there's, then there's of course uh, there's a there's a major uh, uh, blurring of reality in the final uh, act of this. And I won't give anything away. I don't. I feel like go check it out. It's uh it's quite good. I, I I'm gonna give it a, an, an adult eight. Eight, eight out of ten. That's an adult eight, not a. Not to be confused with the kids scale eight, awarded to Luca um, moments ago. But uh, I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about it because getting into this would necessitate uh, just a lot of spoilers, and I, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like spoiling it uh, right right at this juncture because it it is just released, I guess, on VOD. Um, Prano Bailey Bond, which is a name. Her debut film, Prano Bailey Bond. Prano Bailey dash Bond. She's a Welsh, uh, Welsh film director. And this was really, this was really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, Again, I'm mulling it over. It might be better even than I also, it, it 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 does look like a small budget film. They do a they do a lot of great things with the lighting and uh, the it's very atmospheric, especially again in that final act and when they they start blurring blurring kind of two two realities together or two forms. They play around with a uh, uh, actual um, aspect ratio. In a, in a really interesting way, the film actually starts slowly becoming a four-three movie. Uh, that that being the format of the video cassette tapes, so the, the aspect ratio closes in on itself in this final act, which is a, a lovely little technique to to make a point. And there's and then and then there's just, there's a great. I mean, it's a, it's a bit knock you over the head. But the stuff that the, that they're talking about about the censorship, and and the movie kind of the movie has multiple uh, levels because because there's there's a lot of that about just uh, the idea of censorship and, and and what do movies cause violence, and then there's a whole other story. Now th- th- those need to come together, and that's that's where I'm kind of I'm knocking I'm, I'm kind of at odds in my own head uh deciding whether or not it that it was really pulled off or not uh it comes really close if it doesn't but uh and it might it might do it i still i still have to kind of think about it i think i just saw this the other day and it's it stuck with me and uh i do recommend it quite a bit censor by prano belly dash bond i'm moving right along Throughout all the years that I've been making music, if you get on a tour bus with a bunch of musicians, eventually the conversation will go to Sparks. I remember just seeing them all the time, like, who are those guys? They are a band who you can look up on Wikipedia and know nothing. We are Sparks, dude. Please welcome Sparks. Sparks. Frequently asked questions about Sparks. How many albums are there? 25 albums. 
Are you brothers? We are brothers. How did you first meet? We are brothers. Music at its best, you hear it and you go, oh my God, what is that? It's insane, but it's fantastic. Each time you'd go to the rehearsal, there'd be something new there. Like, that's good. It wasn't like anything else. All pop music is rearranged sparks. That's the truth. All right, so this is interesting. This is interesting. I saw this film in a damn movie theater. That's right. That's right. I uh, I went to the movies first time in a long time. I'm trying. I think the last movie I saw in a theater was Onward in March of 2020. If you can believe that, which is crazy. So it's um been bad with math oh well over a year a year and um my brain is just not working a year and four months 16 months and i have not uh seen it and there was a time back in my younger days when i would see three four maybe even five movies a month and then i have to go 14 months without seeing one in the theater to get back to the theater and buy a nice buttery bag of popcorn uh, with with the wife on a date night was a lot was a treat for me and I did enjoy it. It's a random, <laughs> kind of a random first movie to see in the theaters, uh, a documentary. Uh, and the and and right before the movie started, it was just me and my wife in the entire theater. <laughs> just uh, another kind of funny thing to have your first experience going back out to the theaters, being just just you two as as if we were just sitting at home watching a movie. Uh, but then this then this creepy guy came in and he was carrying like two plastic bags and he he sat even though it was a completely empty theater he sat right in the front row. I liked that he was in front of me though because if a creepy guy was carrying multiple plastic bags with like things clanging around in them had sat behind me and he was the only other person in the theater I would have bugged me out. Uh, this is a documentary film by a director who's not known for his documentaries, and that's Edgar Wright. He's, uh, of course, Shaun of the Dead, and those Simon Pegg, Nick Frost films. Uh, I think he directed but three or four of those. He also directed uh, Scott Pilgrim, the Scott Pilgrim movie with Michael Sarah and uh, A Baby Driver. Never saw The Baby Driver. Um... And he's got a new one coming out that looks actually pretty uh, interesting. Last night in Soho. I like the trailer. I think they did a good job cutting that trailer for Edgar Wright's next theatrical uh, narrative fiction project. But this is a documentary. <clears throat> and oh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Edgar Wright's uh, Wikipedia page. There's a recurring cast member uh, like graph. It is it is comp- it is so whoever put this together is really um like it it's incredibly detailed and and so many actors and actresses so i know he's, this guy's got a lot of fans there's like a lot of edgar wright fan heads out there i feel i don't I, i'm indifferent I, I like Shaun of the dead fine the, i i saw some of those other movies um Hot Fuzz was fine. That's, I think, the only other one I saw. 
But uh, and I don't know anything about his like TV show that he did on the BBC. But uh, he's a big Sparks fan, and guess what? So am I. Not to brag, but uh, I've been into, and it's another one of these bands that, and my, and my wife asked me, she's like, she's like, when did you hear it? When did you get into Sparks? And I was like, oh my, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, I know, and I, I, there's a few artists that I really like that are in my top kind of top artists that, that are on the obscure side. Like Sparks is not a household name. And, um, R. Stevie Moore would be another one. And I can't think exactly where I heard about them for the first time. They're neither here nor there. It's just kind of funny how the brain works. What you what memories you like. Why why don't I have these bands that I really like to for some reason like they get left off of like the genesis of their my discovery is is at the, the memory bank just threw that out. Is that interesting? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> That might be not interesting at all. This is a, you know, I, I like this was good. This is, a, uh, again, an, uh, another eight. <laughs> I'm giving this an adult documentary eight uh, score for me. Um, it's two hours and 20 minutes long. I don't know if any documentary should be that that long, but uh, it, it it didn't seem boring, and I was into it the whole time. I mean, you you got the music... If you're just gonna have a drink and go to see this in the theater, or just put it on your house and just chill out, I mean, you're just chilling out. So you're getting to listen to a lot of Sparks music as this goes on and on and on. They they go through every album, which is crazy. There's 25 albums, so they they kind of block this thing like in chronological order. And uh, I thought that was it was a little too heavy on on that because I mean some it's not that there's I mean. I, some of our albums are better than others. Let's be honest. You know, it's it's just I wouldn't say there's full on throwaway albums in the Sparks discography. They're so in a lot of ways they're so vastly different from one another that makes them interesting just in and of itself. But you you could have you could have maybe not done that done it in that way. Uh, it was a choice. Also, uh, I thought. They could have done a little bit more, like about the these two guys themselves. Like they felt like it was a little lacking in their kind of background, their childhood, uh, and just who they are now. Like I would, it'd be interesting to see a little bit more of like kind of behind the curtain of like how they function. I, I don't, I don't know, and that might have not been possible. Maybe, maybe they're just not guys who are willing to to offer that up. You know, if you know what I mean. Like they just they're fine talking about. The music, uh, but maybe their personal lives are off limits, or maybe Edgar Wright didn't want to didn't want to frame it like that. Didn't want to go there. I, I I think it's more interesting to get it. It, it felt a little impersonal at times. The this documentary, and it's it is the definitive documentary on this band now. Uh, so they'll they got the you know they got their big. You know, this is their big moment. For what for what it's worth, it does a great job in, in just encapsulating their career, which is still going, and they still have actually some big projects on the horizon. Uh, most notably, they wrote the story and all of the songs for a uh, movie called Annette with um, Adam Driver, 
and uh, it's like a musical that they're in too. Like they're, I think they're actually in the movie. So I, I the that that intrigues the hell out of me because I I don't really quite the trailer for that is is excellent as well. It's it's kind of uh I I can't get a feel for like I know it's like a musical, but it's it seems off in some ways in a good way. Like it seems there's something else there, which is pretty intriguing. <laughs> Excuse me, I am as noted earlier, I'm near death. Uh, how I even got the gusto to record a three pack for you here, episode three fifty nine uh, is beyond me. <laughs> Uh, truly, um, everybody's in this. Oh, they got they got all the talking heads. Uh, there's so many talking heads. Thurston Moore, Jack Antonoff, Jane Wyland, Todd, the great Todd Rundgren, 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 Pat Oswalt, Jason Schwartzman, Beck, Lee. Uh, those are the only two four-letter named. Oh, Bjork, five letters. Michael, Mike Myers, Mike, Mike Myers is in this, is in this briefly. Uh, some funny commentary. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a boilerplate documentary. It's completely by the books, but he does a nice job. Well, one other note here, and this is not neither here nor there, but. Well, so much of this show is neither here nor there. Uh, most, a good chunk of it, perhaps. Owen Gleiberman. Now he's a guy I know that name because he, I think he wrote. Just a light. I, I, I think I, he wrote for. Um, I think he wrote for entertainment. I don't know why. I could be wrong about that, but I think he's not now. He's on. Um, Variety or Vanity Fair or some a Variety. He's the chief film critic for Variety. He uh, he gave he wrote a review of this movie that was so like it was so glibly written and so it just he came off like such a smug asshole. The way he phrased this article about his, I mean his uh, review of this film, The Sparks Brothers was so just because it, it basically condensed down to one thing is he, he does not like the mu- the music he's not a fan of the music of sparks which i'm not saying everyone has to be a fan of all the the music that i like or you like we're all gonna like different things but just the way the way he he just it was just so like smug just uh, this this the way he phrased it just it, he built it up, even though he basically said in the headline, like, I, the, is it okay? It, like, it says, even in the, the headline, I'm so wishy washy, or something like, is it okay to not like the music of Sparks? Like, is it okay? You can do, can I get your permission? Can I get a permission slip for not liking one of the greatest bands of all time, please? Would love to hear what's on that guy's phone or on that guy's Spotify. Are you, what, what, what he's so old, he's probably got a dang CD collection still. Uh, I mean, it, it, again, you don't have to. Uh, oh, here it is. He, the Sparks Brothers raises. This is on Twitter now. The Sparks Brothers raises the question: Are we allowed not to like Sparks? My answer in variety. 
Oh yeah, let me guess what you're gonna you're gonna what where you're gonna go there, the way you phrase that. Do we even have to read? We know what your answer is. You 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 gave it away in the fucking title of the, of the review. Um, I'm reading uh, the replies to this guy's tweet. There's one freak who's. Uh, Uh, trying to get people to sign a petition to get Sparks into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That guy, that guy, like he three or four times he he wrote about this petition. Um, this guy sucks. (laughs) I remember, like, I remember thinking he was a pretty good reviewer. Critic, but this this rubbed me the wrong way. In a way, you know, shouldn't should should have no. I should have just let this go. But this one, for some reason, the way the way it was just phrased, I, I, it's fine. You can just say you don't like Sparks. I don't. Who cares? He wrote a book called Movie Freak, so stole my title for my book I'm writing. So that's another reason why I hate this guy. Movie. I, I was gonna write. I'm 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 the movie freak. Trademarked it and everything. I'm movie freak. Uh, I'm Movie Freak. I'm, I'm not Movie Freak. I'm Movie Jeff, and that's the end of the episode. Go to moviejeff.com. Folks, my hand to God. Uh, July. It's July 5th today. End of July. The podcast archives will be up. The, the website will be completely loaded with every single review and every single post of every single movie. Closing in on 500 soon. Uh, total films reviewed. By Moa. Some have written reviews, some don't. I just left it at that. Some some are just the podcast. Speaking of written reviews, I gotta write these reviews. I didn't think about that. Oh boy. Um Do I have anything else I want to say? I don't think so. I'm so tired. I my i again, I feel like hearing myself my voice in my own head right now, it just feels like I'm coming across as someone who's who's dying. But I kind of feel like I'm dying, and I hope I'm not. And I hope I'm hope, definitely hope I'm not dying. But uh, if you don't hear from me again, maybe I died. So that's all. <laughs>